Hello, hello. This is episode 287. And today we are chatting all about how to do keto low carb without all of the complications. Today's episode is going to be really, really helpful for those that are new to the ketogenic diet and you just want something super simple to the point really concise. And I I really recommend starting off this way. If you don't have a health complication, if you do and you follow a deep ketogenic diet and you're really going hardcore and you're not listening to your body, that's where we can have some issues. So we're talking about calories, myths on keto, all sorts of things. I'm really excited for today's episode. Our two guests today are Dr. Eric Westman, MD, MHS, is an associate professor of medicine at Duke University. He is board certified in obesity medicine and internal medicine and founded the Duke Keto Medicine Clinic in 2006 after eight years of clinical research regarding low carbohydrate ketogenic diets. He is past president and master fellow of the Obesity Medicine Association and fellow of the Obesity Society. He is an editor of the textbook Obesity Evaluation and Treatment essentials and co-author of the books cholesterol clarity keto clarity and the new york times bestseller the new atkins for a new you he is co-founder of adapt your life and education and product company based on low carbohydrate concepts you can find dr westman over on drwestmanonline.com on twitter dr eric westman and instagram ec westman And today is an exciting episode because we have two guests. Our second guest is Amy Berger, MSCNS, is a U.S. Air Force veteran and certified nutrition specialist who specializes in helping people do keto without the crazy. She has a master's degree in human nutrition and writes about a wide range of health and nutrition related topics such as insulin, metabolism, weight loss, diabetes, thyroid function, and so much more. She has presented internationally on these issues and is the author of The Alzheimer's Antidote, Using a Low-Carb, High-Fat Diet to Fight Alzheimer's Disease, Memory Loss and Cognitive Decline, and The Stall Slayer, Seven Roadblocks to Keto Fat Loss and What to Do About Them. You can find Amy on her blog over at toitnutrition.com and on Instagram at toitnutrition. Okay, so Amy and Dr. Westman just released their newest book, called End Your Carb Confusion. It just released five days ago. I will include a link to their book in the show notes below. I guess not below, but they're going to be somewhere on your app. If you're not sure where to get the show notes on your app, the best place and how to figure it out is to go to Google and type in the app you're using and then show notes. And there'll be a tutorial on Google that you can follow to find the show notes. Not just this show, but most podcasts have links and resources and extra little goodies in there. So it's always helpful to check those out. Now, before we get to today's interview, if you have questions about today's content or you have suggestions of what you'd like to see on the show, feel free to reach me by going to healthfulpursuit.com contact. Again, I'll include that link in the show notes. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hello, Amy and Eric. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. 
Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to start off today's episode by just getting a feeling of your work and where you come from. I did your official bios, but it's always helpful to kind of hear the passion behind the story that we're about to go on as it relates to your new book. So Eric, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Sure. So 20 years ago, or 22 now, two of my patients did a very unusual diet where they really just, you know, had steak and, and maybe some eggs and a little bit of vegetables, and they lost all this weight. So if you can imagine, I'm a doctor in a clinic at that time, this was remarkable. Not only that they lost weight, because that was unusual, but they did it by doing this kind of crazy way of eating. And 20 years ago, nobody knew anything other than like the Atkins diet, that sort of thing. So I was curious and actually contacted Dr. Atkins and learned about the diet, how they used it. And so I started to do some research into it. And now 20 years later, it's morphed into, well, there's a lot of research behind it now. Uh, and then it's so confusing that we wanted to come up with a, you know, a simple guide. Uh, you know, why, why do you want to worry about carbs? And if you are, uh, how, how do you look at them? And, and not real complicated, not real scientific. We want to make this uh, really kind of giving the wisdom of 20 years of being in this space that uh, even someone who is just curious about this area would learn a lot from a book. That's the, the kind of book we wanted to make. Fantastic. And Amy, um, what's really your driving force behind End Your Carb Confusion and, and what work do you do daily? So I'm a nutritionist and I, I specialize, of course, in low carb and ketogenic diets. And um, much of what I know is informed by Dr. Westman, of course. I mean, he's he's being modest. You know, he and his colleagues over two decades ago really kind of resurrected the research. There was this big taboo on even you couldn't even study a diet that was higher in fat or that sort of celebrated eating animal proteins and stuff. It was so, you know, against the 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 norm at that time but his his you know research group really kind of broke that mold and was the the resurrection of that research in the modern era and um for me i came into it like like a lot of people do i wasn't always a nutritionist i used to be heavier and i tried what i thought were you know quote unquote all the right things to lose weight and nothing ever worked including running two marathons and i, I use running loosely it was more like a jog but you know crossing the finish line of two marathons still didn't help me lose any weight but lo and behold a low carb diet did and i was so fascinated by like i'm doing the opposite of what's supposed to work why is this working why do i feel good why am i losing weight and it occurred to me, hey, this this is a profession. I could learn more about this and help other people do it for a living. So that's what I do. And my my motto that I adopted not long ago is keto without the crazy. And I think Dr. Westman and I are very much on the same page there in that, you know, he and I have been doing this type of diet or learning about it for a long time. And it's unbelievable to us how complicated this has become online or on social media if you're new to this i can't even imagine where you would start or how you would sift through all the information so we wrote the book that i think we would want if we were brand new to this and it's it's steeped 
in the solid research, but there's no, the book is plain English. There's no scientific gobbledygook. You don't need to read the book and have a dictionary next to you. It's very like, here's how to eat this way and why. And, and who needs to? Maybe not everyone needs to, and we can kind of talk about that later. Yes, completely. And, and where do you think it went wrong? Like, I know that when I started keto after reading um, Eric's book, that was the very first book that I read, like I need, I need to understand this keto thing and to start eating keto back then it was kind of simple in 2014, there really wasn't much out there. So we really couldn't complicate it. But where do you all think that it just got so incredibly complicated and there were so many different things that we needed to do in order to achieve ketosis or to eat low carb? Yeah. So the, the double-edged sword of complicating things has made it more popular and you know, the more things that people can do the more they want to do them and they want it they think that that doing these things becomes the diet or the approach but but then people are more aware of it so the ability to check the ketone level and the glucose level is a double-edged sword i mean it some people will think they have to do that to get in the, this world, but they don't. Uh, and then all the different products that are out there now, uh, there are even major companies putting out their keto products that, of course, we don't want people to have much of. We promote a real food-based kind of keto or even low-carb lifestyle. Uh, so the complicating factors are products and measuring and using apps that will tell you how much to eat. And <laughs> No, we want your bodies to tell you how much to eat. And yes, it may take some time to relearn those signals. But uh, so there are all these things that have made it so popular, which is good and bad. But for, for me, I think I, I come at this particular question, I, I interpreted it differently. Like the, you know, keto and low carb requires really, truly one thing. And that's keeping your carbohydrate intake really low. But there's all these other very popular diets that have kind of like bled over into keto, something like paleo or quote unquote clean eating where the emphasis is on organic or grass fed meats and this and that. And by all means, for the people that can afford that kind of food and have the ability to access it, do it. Like I absolutely support that type of agriculture. But if you can't, Nobody should be out there fear-mongering like you, you can't do this diet or you can't be successful if all you can afford is what's on sale at the local supermarket. And so I think that's, it's become confusing because there's like competing philosophies that have come into keto that are not, they don't need to be part of keto. Our Belcampo offer has been extended now till the end of January 2021. You can receive 20% off your first order with Belcampo with the code KDP. So here's the thing. Most places don't care about the treatment of the animal, the taste of the meat, the impact on the environment, or the health of their customers because they're just not involved in that segment of the industry. But at Belcampo, they do things differently with purpose. They care about all of it and they see that everything is interconnected and hopes to create an experience and product better in every way for the people and for our planet. 
Belcampo's farming practices are climate positive and certified humane, and the products are rich in omega-3s with significantly less omega-6s, higher in linoleic acid, vitamin C, B, E, richer in minerals, and deliciously healthful fats. I'm obsessed with Belcampo. It's next level farming with meat that you can trust start to finish, delivered right to your door. Get 20% off with the code KDP on your first purchase, excluding sale items over at bellcampo.com slash KDP. The code is valid until the end of January, 2021. They have an awesome selection of everyday meats and the steaks. Oh, the steaks. In addition to ready to eat keto meatballs and carnitas, something for any meat eater to love. Makes a lot of sense. And if both of you, I guess I'll start with Amy, if you could summarize kind of the, the drive behind the book. And if somebody was like, what is end your carb confusion? Like, what is this about um, in a short snippet? So people can really get the sense of the, the drive behind this. Right. Well, so this, this is the book we wrote to make, I don't want to say to make all the other books obsolete. You have a, a wonderful book. There's so many good books out there, but there's so many books now and it's very overcomplicated. This is the simplest, most straightforward way to do keto. And there may be things that you want to kind of add in in the future, but if you're new to this or if you've been doing it a while and you're maybe not getting the results you want, this is the book that's going to give you the strategy to bring you back to the very basic the most effective strategy, the simplest strategy, it drowns out the noise and gives you the signal. And I also think what, what I like, especially about our book, is that, you know, not everybody needs a strict ketogenic diet. And so who are you and what are you trying to achieve? And based on your situation, we suggest a level of carbohydrate to start with. So, you know, many people are going to benefit most from strict keto, but some people don't need that. And, you know, we're not encouraging anyone to eat like 300 grams of carbs a day, but, you know, 80 grams, 100 grams. If you're lean and athletic, that's really, that's still very much a low carb diet. So um, we just, I guess we took a lot of the fear mongering away of, of like black beans are gonna kill you and you know your ranch dressing from the supermarket's gonna kill you. We took that away and we're like, here's what will work. Here's, here's where to start. And what about for you, Eric? What was the driving force? And if you could summarize the book, do you have anything to add? Yeah, sure. Well, the first thing, of course, this is a team effort so that when I have ideas, I'm asking a professional writer and nutritionist to operationalize many of the things. So Amy has done a great job of writing things in a style that's engaging and, and not too, uh, too in the weeds for all of these things. But the science is pretty clear that you can be healthy eating in lots of different ways, including keto. So what we're trying to do is increase the, the availability of this information to people who might be scared or never would do keto in their life. I mean, if someone would never want to give up the piece of fruit, we're not going to say, oh, you can't do that. It's, you know, you actually might fit in a category where you can eat fruit and be really healthy. So we have a quiz or a little table to, to fill in to, to have you self-assess where you should be based on your clinical symptoms. And then we go into detail a little bit about what sugar does in the body and why you want to stay away from sugar. So this, in the big picture view, is taking the old fat is bad 
and bringing it all the way around to what everyone's saying now, which I believe was always true, is that it's really sugar that's the bad guy. You want to minimize that. Um, and, you know, I always wondered why my brother could eat so many darn carbs and be so healthy. And so <laughs> I'm trying to explain in layman's terms why individuals can have more or can't have more carbs and still be healthy. And yes, age, gender, uh, whether you're pre or postmenopausal, activity levels, these are the major issues, but there are some nuances in terms of medical issues and syndromes that we explain as well. It sounds fantastic. And the results word has been used a little bit in our conversation. And as soon as somebody says results, you know, we might think weight loss. And if you're not getting the results you want, um, everyone thinks, if I'm not losing weight and nothing is working, can we delve a little bit into how both of you define results? Um, is it just weight? Is it a whole bunch of other things? Kind of what's your goal with, with your book? From a clinical setting, when people come to me for, as a doctor with lots of different medical problems, this almost fixes everything. I mean, it, it's a, I don't want to oversell it, but, but I, as a medical internal medicine, obesity medicine doctor, my bread and butter, the people who come to me and what I can fix is diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, heartburn. And interestingly, heartburn goes away, most migraine headaches, polycystic ovary syndrome, a cause of infertility, uh, acne, skin conditions, all these different things. You know, but most people will stay on a low-carb diet because they just feel better. They have more energy. They don't have the sugar bringing them down. Uh, so the results can be in many different forms, not just weight. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, re results are really defined by what does the client, well, I mean, Dr. Reisman would use the word patient, I have to say client. It's what the individual person wants, but I am always kind of reminding people when they say it's not working, and I say, well, okay, what do you mean it's not working? Maybe your main goal is weight loss and that hasn't happened yet, but like Dr. Reisman was saying, if I, if I ask this person, okay, you haven't lost weight, but have you noticed anything changing? Is anything getting better? Oh, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not as hungry anymore and I don't get cranky between meals and my skin is clearer and I don't have brain fog anymore. And my heartburn is gone. Like, how can you say it's not working? And so I think we actually point that out in the book because you will, even if you're, not everybody does keto for weight loss. This is a health promoting diet. It, it can be a weight loss diet if you have obesity or if you were trying to lose weight. So many people who are at a quote unquote normal weight or maybe even underweight start this way of eating for any number of other reasons totally unrelated to weight. So I think, yeah, it's, it's best known as a weight loss diet right now outside the epilepsy world anyway, but this way of eating is so effective for so many other things completely beyond weight. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. And in your book, do you talk about the role of insulin? Because both of you are brilliant in this space. Um, is that part of your book or is it less, is it more so what I'm hearing from you is a lot to do with how many carbs you need to be or should or could get away with eating? Um, is that more of the focus? 
Yeah, you know, chapter one, why the current approach is failing. Chapter two, sugar, robber, wrecker, wrestler. Chapter three, insulin, more than a blood sugar hormone. And chapter four, a crash course in carbs. That's part one, just reading from the table of contents. So sugar and insulin, absolutely. We, I mean, I, I made a point to hammer home that insulin issue because so many people out there have all sorts of weird health problems, but their doctor doesn't look at insulin. Oh, well, you're not diabetic. Your blood sugar is normal. We don't know what's wrong with you. See you in six months. And if they would start looking at the insulin, it would give so many people an explanation for what's going on. I, th I think that's really important for people to understand. You know, how many millions of people out there have totally normal blood sugar, normal A1C, and their insulin is through the roof, and they don't know why they can't lose weight. They don't know why they have infertility or hypertension. And yeah, that's something that I see in my practice as well. And it can be really hard. You know, you're learning from books like yours or listening to episodes like this and people feel so unsupported and they understand, you know, okay, insulin is an issue. I need to figure this out, but they don't have the support from their primary or um, from the people that they go to for information. Do either of you have any words of wisdom for those sorts of people who don't feel supported and they're listening to this conversation they're excited over um, this whole approach, but they just don't feel like they have the support in their day-to-day -day lives? You know, in the book, Appendix A is finding medical care. So we do talk about that, and there are a growing number of keto-friendly doctors. The resources um, are currently available, or, or the YouTube uh, videos from trusted sources. But I think the other aspect people need to know is that this is a growing number, or there are a growing number of people doing this, and the community is self-supporting in many ways, getting involved in a Facebook group or other social media platform where you can ask questions. A lot of this now is available uh, at very different um, levels and different styles. Uh, and uh, that's really important to know that you're not alone doing this. Anything to add, Amy, on, on where to find support um, or words of wisdom? I know even for nutritionists, I feel like over the last 10 years or so, you can find a lot more. Have you seen that in the nutrition space as well, where you can find more one-on-one -on -one support? I, I definitely have. I think there's a lot more nutritionists and even RDs, like even classically trained dietitians who have learned about this way of eating that are coming over to it. I think the medical, you know, if you have a medical issue and you're on medication, then you really need to find a doctor or like a nurse practitioner or something. But if you're just someone that wants to eat this way, I think this, the support is pretty easy to find, like whether it's Facebook or Twitter or something, there's so many people doing this, but you also kind of have to find your tribe, so to speak, because there's all different versions of keto and like, which one are you doing? What What is the advice you want to hear? So I think support is out there, but you probably have to experiment a lot and try a lot of different groups to see which is like a good fit for you. Amazing. And now I want to know, what are the other chapters of the book? Because those first four sounded really great. <laughs> well, the second part of the book is finding your carb level, basically. You know, um, we tried to bring together the research that's gone on for more than just the last 20 years of keto. But the low glycemic idea, if you've heard of that, low, the glycemic load and the low carb these are all the same terms in the 
research world. So from a range of, you know, from zero carbs, yeah, probably is healthy, 20 grams, this is the first phase or first uh, area that you might want to stay in if you have medical issues. And then going up to 50 carbs or so a day, that's total, not net, and that is a signature thing that we do here. We use total carbs, not net carbs. And then, you know, to accommodate, you know, that relative, the family member, the friend, the spouse who is active and can eat, you know, 150 grams of carbs, we explain how that can be and how you want to, of course, keep to be the healthiest carbs. But um, that explains why my brother could eat so darn many carbs and still be healthy. although. You know, time caught up with them a little bit, as as you mentioned, that it, over time things change. Uh, but those are kind of the rough levels. Uh, now, I'm finding a lot of my patients who are at their goal want to know, can we add back carbs? And so this will take you through that as well. So it may be that you achieved a goal doing the strictest version, and now you may be able to increase the amount of carbs you eat and still maintain the results that you've had. Yeah, I think I think the, the the sort of second and third portions of our book explain to people how to systematically reintroduce and increase those carbs in a way that won't cause you to regain weight that you lost or doesn't trigger a recurrence of health issues that you got rid of. But we also made a point to ex like help people see how to actually do this. I mean, each phase we have three phases of carb level, and each phase has a food list. But okay, here's the food list. Here's what I need to eat. But like, how do I do, how do I order in a restaurant? What do I what do I ask for? How do I you know my husband doesn't support me? How do I how do I cook for my family when I'm the only one in the house eating this way? We have chapters on all of that stuff, and we even have you know chapters on navigating how relationships change. If you've always been you know pardon my language, if you've always been the funny fat friend, and now all of a sudden you lost a hundred pounds your relationship with a lot of your friends changes, whether, you know, deliberately or not. Like when we upset that status, people, people get very uncomfortable when people close to them make big changes, whether it's weight loss or a big change in health or a new job or something. And so we, we address kind of how to, how to navigate that and just how to, how to make because like the food for some people, the food is easy. Okay. Here's what I can eat. See ya. But it's that other part of it that's really hard to make this your life. Yes, completely. I can relate to that. And you mentioned a little bit of research and keeping it all the garbly goop out of it and keeping it very, very simple. A lot of the questions we get from listeners is a lot of the research that's out there now, which I'm sure has informed much of your book, even though you're not getting into the ones, the twos and the threes and all the numbers and everything in between, but that a lot of research is informed by male bodies. Now, do you find that you know, females respond to keto a little bit differently overall. Do you find like that influences how they do keto or is it less of a concern when you're first getting started or for people that are interested in your book? Yeah, I think there are, there are lots of differences. Of course, we approach the, the carb level uh, very similarly, but uh, I think it is more difficult in general for women and uh, the Interesting thing is kind of mantra, it may be simple, but it's not always easy. I mean, if you're dealing with not only yourself, but a family, and uh, of course, that's going to make it more complicated. So another reason to bring in 
uh, Amy into the mix here is to help address in a, um, well, you know, I have to say in a more sensitive way and a more uh, a way to address those kinds of operationalization. How do you, how do you really do this in an everyday world? And it's there in, in, in a readable way. I think, you know, to be honest, we don't really delve too much into those kind of more detailed differences, but we do, I mean, we are very emphatic. Like if you're a woman reading this book, never compare your weight loss or your progress to a man's. It's just, it's going to be slower and that's okay. That's just the way it is. And um, we do mention, you know, plenty of women who are pregnant or breastfeeding have no problem doing super strict keto or even carnivore and zero carbs, no problem. But I, I also know that many women who are pregnant or breastfeeding find that they really need more carbs to feel well or to produce like an adequate milk supply. So we do kind of recommend that if, if that's your situation, if you find that you need a little more starch, have the starch. And then once the baby is weaned or once your situation changes, then maybe change your own diet a little more, but you know, do what's best for your baby and yourself. And yeah. Mm. There are some, some conditions that specifically affect women like the polycystic ovary syndrome. The reality is that often these folks go to the infertility clinics, get drugs and, and other procedures. And then when those fail, the doctor says, well, well, why don't you go over to see Dr. Westman and lose some weight? It's like, well, why didn't you do that, do that in the first place? <laughs> because often with PCOS, the, uh, pregnancy can happen in the first month or two if, that w if ovulation was the issue and getting the, the egg to come out. So uh, um, there are some specific medical reasons uh, that are different between men and women, of course. Yeah, for sure. And where do you find, like if you could pick one thing where people struggle with the most on a low carb or ketogenic diet, what is that one thing that they struggle with the most and how does end your carb confusion solve this thing? <laughs> when you say one, I think of 10 different things. <laughs> Choose your favorite <laughs> or share 10. <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of d depends what domain you're in. You know, if it's... um uh, a substitution for a food, which is a whole, you know, yeah, you, um, you can have bread-like substances. You know, have you heard of a chaffle? You know, uh, and, and those hit the keto low-carb world the last couple of years, and, you know, they're fantastic. So if it's a, how, what do I have a substitution for things, um, that's one domain where we, we help you out there. I mean, for, for me, if I had to choose one, it's, you know, comparing when I was, like when I was new to this whole low carb thing, it was a long time ago. Literally Facebook didn't exist. Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, Instagram did not exist when I was new to this. So you read the Atkins book or you read Protein Power and you just did it, you know? And so I think what what our book does, cause, cause one, I guess if I had to choose the one thing, it's that People are bringing the mentality of other diets into keto. How many calories should I have? How many fat grams? How much of this? How many points? How many this? The beautiful thing about keto is that you don't have to worry about any of that. Now, maybe there, master the basic approach. And then if it's not working or you're not, you know, the results, if you're not getting the results you want, you may have to tweak and change a few things. But the beauty of the approach that we lay out in the book is like, worry about your carbs, 
don't put butter in your coffee. Don't massively add gobs of fat to things for no reason. And it kind of takes care of itself. You know, we try to get people out of that mentality. I can't tell you how many women who come to me and I have to deprogram them from the protein portion. It's a deck of cards. It's the palm of your hand. And I'm like, Try doubling that and then see how much better you feel. I just had that yesterday with a call. Like, so that's one of the things I see people bringing that, that counting mindset and that number mindset to keto when, when one of the really nice things about this way of eating is that if you do it properly, you shouldn't have to worry about the math. Mm, yeah. And what I heard from you is a bunch of different things, including a lot of myths around keto. You know, when I first started, it was don't eat, an, eat too much protein, always add fat to your coffee. And these things have gotten louder and louder and louder. And it sounds like your book really simplifies this of like, just don't pay attention to all that stuff and just say, stay focused on the, on the pillars here and stay focused on that. Would that be a good summary? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, well, I'm going to include links and all sorts of things uh, in today's show notes. And um, if you guys want to grab a copy of End Your Carb Confusion, you can do so down below and I'll put links all over the place so you can't get lost. You two, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything that you wanted to add uh, to today's interview that we didn't cover? Please feel free to share. Well, when I think of... of um influencing other people. So I, I have curious family members who never really, yeah, me, who kind of see what I've done, but don't really control their carbs. Well, even maybe children. And so I wanted to bring the knowledge that we have in a readable way to help people who, who go beyond just the keto echo chamber that often we're in. So this might be a good gift for someone who you want to influence always a good idea to buy a book for a friend. I, I love that idea. And it's, it's really the gift of health. And I, I know that all of us know somebody that could benefit from this message. Um, so I love that call to pass it on to a friend or buy a copy for yourself. And when you're done, pass it on. And I've had great stories of people and even books that I have received that have gone through all the friends. And I think it's so lovely to share share this message with the people that you love, your friends, your family. So thank you so much for adding that. Amy, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to mislead people. Like this, if you've been eating keto for a long time and you listen to every podcast and you've read every blog and you, you know more about mTOR than the researchers do and you know more about autophagy, you're probably not going to learn anything new in this book. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's still really useful as maybe a, a reorientation to, to the real basics of what matters. So, you know, this, this, isn't the, this isn't college level keto. This isn't graduate level, like you've already progressed through the levels. This is kind of the starter course, but that be, so that being said, like Dr. Westman said, it's really a great book to get for anyone in your life who's living with an issue that you know would be massively improved by low carb eating, but they're never gonna do strict keto. They're just never gonna do it. If they would even get halfway, if they would even just cut carbs to some extent, they might have a really big improvement and they might be perfectly content with that. So I think this is a really good book for them. But like I said, it's, I think it's also a good, you know, people, I, I'm sure you see this all the time, Leanne, people come to you and they don't know what to believe anymore because they hear 8 million conflicting things. This is, 
I think if, if you're out there and you're confused and you're overwhelmed, this is like the simple, basic thing. Mm, and something even too, as you were speaking, I was thinking, even if you are college level keto and it's all working out for you, having simple conversations with people is so key. And I think we forget, you know, we're talking about all these things that we do and autophagy and here's what I do on this 48 hour fast. And people are like, you're nuts. I could never do this. And so it might be even good um, with your book to like, get back to the basics so that you can do the work on the streets, sharing low carb and saying it in a simple way where you're not scaring people away with all the complicated things you do. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, both of you. It was so great to reconnect. And um, again, I will include links to your books and all your work down below. And just thanks again for taking time out to, to chat with all of us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next up on the podcast, Sunday, December 27th, episode 288, Samantha Marps coming on the show to chat with us about how to stick with keto for the long haul. Then on Sunday, January 3rd, woohoo, 2021, episode 289, we're having Gary Tobbs on the show to chat about obesity and understanding why we gain weight. We're not talking about calories and the role in calories. This is a very great conversation and so awesome to finally have time with Gary Tobbs. He's brilliant and quite funny, actually. So it was really fun to chat with him. And as always, if you have questions for me, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. And if you like today's show, I'd love if you left a review on your favorite podcast player, wherever you're listening to this. If you want to just give me a review, write a little something, maybe give me some stars. That'd be cool. I'll take one to five stars, <laughs> whatever you feel is appropriate for today's show. And I hope you have a great week and I will see you very soon. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.